Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the Roy West Radio Show. My name is Debbie Bridgman. I am your guest host for today's program, which is heard every Sunday at noon on News Talk AM 560 KLVI. It's also on the iHeartRadio app and at RoyWest.com. Today's show is going to focus on Beaumont ISD, and we're going to focus on some information from FFA, also our ambassador programs, and some details about our transportation job fair, which is on the way. But first, let's hear about all the amazing things going on in our fine arts department. Please welcome my first guest. It is the Beaumont ISD Director of Fine Arts, Mr. Mike Murdoch. Hey, good morning, Debbie. Thanks for having me on today. Glad you could join us. So let's kick it off. Let's just give a little bit of background about yourself. Like how long have you been in the district? How long have you been doing fine arts? Little background. Yeah, so I've, I've been doing fine arts in, uh, now for 20 years. Uh, 18 of those were in the classroom and I started in Beaumont. This is my second year. So second year in fine arts administration here in Beaumont. Well, we really appreciate you being here. And I know that the kids have been busy. Um, so for those who don't really know everything that's with fine arts, there's a, a lot of different, you know, singing and arts. And what, what all in is, is fine arts? Yeah, so fine arts encompasses multiple disciplines across the district. We've got band, choir, orchestra. We have our dance programs, theater programs, visual art. We have elementary music and then cheer and drill teams also fall under the fine arts umbrella. So about 10 different disciplines uh, that I work with on a daily basis. And it seems that it's really growing, too, because a couple of years ago, you might have had a choir in the elementary level. But it seems now that they're even starting them earlier with learning about different band instruments. Yeah. So we really focus on that in our elementary music programs is getting students to be prepared to move into those secondary programs like band and choir. So they get introduction to the, the different instruments. All of our fifth graders get tested for proper band instrument placement should they go that route. But they also doing singing. They're working on theater skills. There's a lot of preparation in that those elementary programs to get them ready to go into middle school. And it seems too, like, especially, you know, we just got back from winter break, um, but right there at, in December, it seemed like there was a lot of fine art showcases on all the different campuses so that they had a chance to show families in the community what they had been learning all that first semester. Absolutely. And I got to go to each and every one of those from our elementary programs all the way through our high school concerts and performances. I think we had 29 performances over the course of the last 12 days of the semester. So it was, it was an insanely busy time, but it was also just amazing to get to see what the students and the directors have been able to put together over the first semester. And I love how the community has really um, provided lots of different opportunities for our kids to showcase because usually it's, you know, it's just at the school, but, you know, with the kids going either to Parkdale Mall, uh, they had, you know, uh, BU's band was there and Charlton Pollard's choir was there. I know several of the campuses went to Kinsel and they sang there. Um, then there was some, the, the Main Street Market and Westbrook was there. So um, lots of opportunities in the community. And I know there's a lot of things coming up just in January and February um, I know they were just uh, a lot of the kids were at the MLK parade, so they were busy 
showcasing their talents there. What are some of the other things that are coming up for our kids? Yeah, I thought the MLK Parade is a huge success. We had representation from every campus in the district. But you're right, you know, the fine arts really doesn't have an off season. We've got things going on all the time from Parkdale Mall and Kinzel that you mentioned uh, to some other things we have going on. For instance, our high schools are going to be performing at the main event grand opening. That's going to be on January the 20th. We're going to have some drum lines there. Uh, we've got uh, uh, groups that are going to be performing for the YMBL Fair. And so we'd like to mix it and have as many community versus school-based performances as we can just to get the, the talent of these students out into the community. You know, we've also got a lot of competitions coming up. Uh, here recently, our students just participated in the all-region band and choir clinic and concert. So these were students who were selected for the all-region honor choir or band uh, back in December. They auditioned on that and competed for seats uh, with other students uh, from throughout our region. And so we had about, between band and choir, probably 35 to 40 students who uh, won those honors. So that was an amazing clinic and concert we had a few weeks ago. Uh, we've also had the Westbrook High School cheerleaders who went uh, recently to the state spirit competition. And then as far as upcoming things, uh, solo and ensemble contest for band and choir is going to be happening uh, in just a few weeks in early February. And we have a huge event for the community on February the 7th. That's our elementary art and music showcase. It's going to be at Westbrook High School at 630. And uh, we have to be a big shout out to Common Sense Credit Union. Uh, they've sponsored the event, providing T-shirts for us. And so in that, we're going to see all of our elementary students uh, uh, singing together in a combined BISD choir and then also having their artwork on display. So we've got a lot of things coming up in addition to our normal school performances that you're going to see throughout the semester. And I think um, it kind of goes along with, I know if kids are involved in something extra at school, whether it be sports, fine arts, you know, something extra that gets them excited. If they're in an after school club, it might be a STEM club or robotics, but you know, fine arts has always been there. And I know, um, you know, it was hard during COVID, you know, I mean, really hard. Um, what are what are you seeing now? Like now that we're post COVID, what are you seeing with kids and, and their, I guess, desire to want to be involved in these fine arts programs? You're absolutely right. COVID was was very difficult across the board. And with the move to virtual learning, we did see disconnection with students and parents sometimes in our, in our fine arts programs. But now that we're on the backside of that and moving back towards towards normal, for lack of a better word, uh, we're really starting to see a lot of re-engagement with our programs. We're seeing students who are more interested in, in spending the time that, of course, is required after school to be successful in these programs, but also just more participation in multiple programs across the district. We've seen growth in our band programs and our choir programs. Theaters doing some amazing work as they get ready for their one-act play competition in early March. And across the board, we're seeing both students, teachers, and of course our parents just becoming more involved in those programs and wanting to have more of those opportunities uh, to be available for them in the district. And we have some talent. In fact, it was uh, just a couple days ago, I found out we have a student that's going to be performing with the Symphony of Southeast Texas in April. Absolutely. Matthew, Matthew Liu from Westbrook High School on piano. Uh, he won a spot in their concerto competition. And so he's going to be performing on their youth symphony concert. I believe that's April the 12th. And uh, he's going to be performing uh, the Mendelssohn first piano concerto. And so, yeah, he wow. uh, he again competed against students from across the area. Uh, it's a solo competition. So he performed by himself and won a coveted spot with the symphony. He gets to perform with them in April. It's going to be amazing. 
That is just so cool. I mean, in, in fine arts, you know, it's, it's never going to go away. You know, I mean, we always hear music. We always see art. Um, you know, something cool that we've been doing with Parkdale Mall for like two years now is when they have a vacant spot, a vacant store at the mall, they allow us for, you know, a month on end to display artwork from our students. I mean, something so simple that it kind of gives a little something in an empty space. It showcases our students. Mm -hmm. The mall walkers love it. it gives them something to look at. Um, I was in there one day and somebody actually walked by and asked me about purchasing something they saw. I was like, I did not plan that. That's super That's amazing. Cool. Yeah, our students love that showcase of their art because oftentimes, you know, it, they're showcased at the school, but we, do, we don't have the same kind of traffic that a place like Parkdale Mall has with all the different amenities that they offer. So being able to display the art there is something our students really look forward to. So let me tell you, let me ask you this. So, you know, fine arts programs, you hear a lot of times about save the music, you know, that kind of thing. Where is fine arts going? I mean, do you see it getting stronger? Do you still see it having struggles? Where do you see that? Well, I think both are true. We are getting stronger. We've seen growth in all of our programs in numbers in competitive success and quality of what we're doing. But there are there are struggles in everything that we do. You know, and that's a lot of what I, I work on is trying to help overcome those obstacles for the district and for our teachers and for our students. So in spite of the growth that we've seen, we do still have some of those struggles. But that's and I think that's the beauty of fine arts is that, you know, fine arts is one of those uh, disciplines where collaboration is required. Right. Our students and our parents and our teachers all have to collaborate to make these performances happen. And we see that as we deal with whatever obstacles may come. We're united. We're a team and we work together as a department to make sure that we're doing what's best for our students at every given opportunity. And you definitely need parent support. I would say, especially with band, um, you know, the kids, you know, for the most part, it's when they're entering middle school and they're figuring mm -hmm. out, you know, what instrument they're going to like. But it's not just something at school. I remember hearing many times in the evening, someone practicing. Um, so, you know, it takes a lot of practice to learn the instruments. Absolutely. So it's not just at school. It is at home, which makes it, I think, even better when the parents see all the kids together doing a performance to see what they've learned. Absolutely. Because as a parent, you often, you know, when it comes to band or choir or any music program, you just hear the piece that your student is working on at home. And especially at the beginning levels, maybe it doesn't always sound as great at the very beginning. But then when you go to those performances and you go to those showcases, you get to see what the team has been able to accomplish together in working with our amazing directors. And, and that's just a very eye opening experience, not only for me, but I'm sure for the parents as well to see what we're able to do as a group rather than just individually. And I love the collaborations. There was a performance um, when my son was at Odom Academy where BU came over and their band students, they did a performance with Odom. So it was, you know, the younger kids seeing the older kids and seeing, you know, what they have to look forward to. And of course, you know, the marching bands, it's not just learning your instrument, it's learning all those routines. I mean, that, that takes a lot of work. Absolutely, it does. It takes a lot of coordination, a lot of planning. Uh, you know, speaking of that collaboration piece, what we just did for the MLK parade, we had our middle school students collaborate and actually march with our high school students in the parade. And the middle school students absolutely love this because they get to work with the older students. They get to get a, a glimpse of what they're going to be able to do when they get to high school. And it's just a really good bonding time for both the directors and for the kiddos. 
All right. Well, we've got about 30 seconds left. Once again, uh, let's let's give out the date for the elementary showcase because uh, uh, the community is invited to see all the kids, all the elementaries performing together. Absolutely. So that is Tuesday, February the 7th. It's at Westbrook High School Performing Arts Center, and it starts at 6.30 p.m. Awesome. Well, Mr. Murdoch, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you, Ms. Bridgman. I appreciate the invite. All right. We'll be right back. We're going to visit with one of our BISD ambassadors. You're listening to the Roy West Radio Show on News Talk AM 560 KLBI. Welcome back to the Roy West Radio Show on News Talk AM 560 KLVI. I am Debbie Bridgman, your guest host for today's program. And our next guest not only is a business partner with the district for the last several years, but she is also a recent graduate of the BISD Ambassador Program. So please welcome Lori Higgins. Hello, Debbie. How are you? Doing really, really good. So let's kick it off. Give us just a little bit of background on yourself. Maybe, um, you know, what you do at Mobile Oil Credit Union and how long you've been there. Awesome. Awesome. So I am the Assistant Vice President of Business and Community Development for Mobile Oil Credit Union. I have been here eight and a half, going on nine years. And so we are all things business, development, community engagement related in the community and a very proud business partner with Vincent Middle School. And that's what I wanted to ask you about, because you guys have been there um, probably since maybe 2016, 17, somewhere in there. I believe so. I was trying to think back and it's one of those two years, I believe. And it's been a fantastic partnership and you guys have such a great example of, you know, Hey, you can put, you know, your logo up somewhere and, and maybe do a employee of the month or a staff member of the month, give them some swag, you know, something cutesy. You guys took over an entire wall. We did. And we were so excited about that. Our initial thought was we really want to recognize an employee of the month, whether that is a teacher uh, support staff, what have you. We've had a nurse that's one of the, the nurse there has been one of our employees of the month, but we really wanted to recognize um, employees and a student of the month. And it wasn't just for the student, someone that had perfect attendance, straight A's, not that that's not great, but we were looking more for just a student that really stood out for a lot of different reasons, whether they had good attendance, if they had a good positive attitude. So every month the teachers nominate someone for student of the month. And then there is our, we have a, a contact person there. They choose that student of the month. And then same thing for the teachers and faculty also recommend an employee of the month, someone that really stood out and does really great things for the for the campus and for the students. So when we started that program, we were like, you know, maybe we'll just do like, a, could we put photos up and recognize them? Maybe a bulletin board somewhere. Well, their bulletin board is a wall. The entire entry wall of the begin at the entrance at Vincent Middle School. And so they said, you can have all of it. We went, really? Okay. So we just decked it out. So it is Mobile Oil Credit Union, you know, employee and student of the month. We recognize them, someone each month. We go up and take a photo. We post their photo and what month that they are recognized for, as well as giving them some fun little goodies each month to just acknowledge them. 
And what's so great about it is that, you know, with our Partners in Education program, we really encourage that if a business or organization is going to partner with a campus, really build a relationship, get to know the teachers, the students. You know, um, we want when parents come on that campus, there's no doubt who supports that campus. And of course, when you walk in and if you're headed to the main office, you see Mobile Oil Credit Union. Of course, you guys are also there for different events and stuff like that. So it's, it's really been a good relationship. It has been a great relationship, and we we attend as many events as we can. We have participated in Running Start, Goals Night, Trunk or Treat. We are on the, let me get the initials right, what is it, CEIC Committee? Yes. We have a representative that attends that monthly. They have business partner meetings. Um, in, we have done quite a few things on that campus. One of the things, if I could just share quickly, we partnered with Coach Lockett, and we've kind of had a couple years off with COVID, but she does a kind of an etiquette type class for her students, for some of the athletes, and we've been able to go in and teach some etiquette classes to these girls, and then we end it with a mother-daughter tea and a little dinner, and so they invite their mothers, their grandmothers, their aunts, and we partner typically with... Um, Lucas uh, Pre-K, Lucas Pre-K. And so it has been an incredible event. So I'm hoping to get that going back again. So we've been able to do a little bit different things than than normal and we've enjoyed it. And we've, we really do treasure our partnership with Vincent Middle School. Well, it's definitely a win-win and I love, love seeing everything that you guys are doing there. And it's a good example too for other businesses or organizations that want to get involved because sometimes they're like, well, we don't know what we can do. It's so simple and having a presence there. And, and sometimes it's just volunteering. Sometimes it's, you know, providing financial literacy, which you guys do. Um, we do that. Mm -hmm. you know, so there's there's so many ways to get involved. There are some businesses that are just like, hey, I can write a check and I can help, which is great. We're not going to turn it down. But the relationships, I think, is where our Partners in Education program really is working. So mobile oil. We love it. We love it. Oh. And because you guys are such a great partner, um, when we started up our Beaumont ISD ambassador program, we wanted to include with our community group, um, PTA presidents, business partners, pastors, city council members. We wanted people that are willing to make sure that when they're out in the community and you guys are out in the community a lot, that if people have questions about Beaumont ISD, you guys are equipped with the correct information to make sure that, you know, what everything that's getting out there is definitely positive, you know, because if Beaumont ISD succeeds, then Beaumont, the community succeeds. So it's, it's all of us getting together. And for the ambassador program, we're working with friends of Texas public schools. They lead the sessions. Um, we have about 50 people that attend three sessions um, over about a six month period. So you have now uh, earned your wings. You're a graduate of the last session. So what did you think? No, I was not exactly sure what to expect when I was going in because, you know, being an ambassador, saying positive things, that's, you know, that's great and that's easy to do. Um, but I just, I didn't really know what to expect. And I will say my eyes were really open wide. I love uh, BISD is wanting to create change and make positive you know, post positive things and get the information out about the great things that happen in BISD. And I will say there are so many positive things, it's quite a few things that I was not aware of that the district has accomplished, whether it is 
with faculty, staff, with students, just the rankings. I was really impressed with the positive things that are going on in BISD. And I really appreciate the diversity and the wide range of people that came together. Because if we want to make that change, if we want BISD, like you said, if, if BISD is successful, then Beaumont, Texas is successful. I believe Dr. Allen said that the other night, and I loved that because we live here. We work here. This is our community, and if you want something to change, if you want positive things, then you have to get involved, and you have to plug in and be part of that change, and so even though we have had a partnership for a long time with Vincent Middle School, I'm kind of zoned in, focused on that school. I don't know everything else that's going on in the district. So that's what was eye-opening to me, hearing all of the positive things that are going on. And it just was reinforcement to share that positive news because there are great things going on here in BISD. Definitely. Well, we've only got about a minute left, but, um, you know, we will be looking for new ambassadors next school year. So we always go to our graduates to make suggestions. So um, if anybody would like to be a part of the BISD ambassador program, um, we also meet with new teachers, with our paraprofessionals, with our principals. You know, we want to make sure that everybody has the most up to date information. And I enjoy sitting in there. I mean, even finding out how much the district has to spend on their electricity bill. I mean, it's oh, crazy. <laughs> That's crazy. Well, Lori, thank you to you and the Mobile Oil Credit Union for being huge partners in education with the district. We appreciate your support so much, and I appreciate you making time uh, to be on the program today. Absolutely. Thank you, Debbie. It was my pleasure. All right. We'll be right back with the Roy West Radio Show. We're going to find out about our upcoming transportation job fair right here on News Talk AM 560 KLBI. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Welcome back to the Roy West Radio Show on News Talk AM 560 KLVI. I am Debbie Bridgman, your guest host for today's program. We're talking Beaumont ISD. And our next guest has such an important job because he is in charge of everybody that is making sure that our kids get to and from school safely. Please welcome our Director of Transportation, Mr. Todd Coleman. Good morning. Good morning, Debbie. How are you? Doing really good. So first off, give us a little background about yourself. Kind of how long have you been with the district? How long have you been driving buses? Well, actually, I've been with the district going on my fifth year now. And um, I've been with, uh, well, actually, I'm born and raised Beaumont, Texas. I'm a product of BISD. So uh, to have an opportunity to be in leadership uh, in the city that I grew up in, it, it was a great opportunity for me. And I'm glad I've been appointed this task. Well, good. And it's such an important task. I mean, it really is. And, and sometimes your bus drivers, that's the first smile or hello or fist bump of the morning for our kids, you know, when they're getting on the bus to go to school. So, you know, everybody talks about, oh, I bet it's really cool to be a bus driver. 
it's cool to be a bus driver. So what are some of the benefits? Like what, what do you hear your, your folks like going, Oh, I love being a bus driver because. Well, <clears throat> I'm going to say this um, for a lot of bus drivers, it starts out as um, the hours are great. Um, it also is, we get a lot of off time um, because when the kids are out of school, they're out of school uh, during the summer, they choose not to drive summer school. They get their summers off to themselves. Um, and then they fall in love with those faces every morning. You know, uh, you see those faces, they get on the bus, you learn your kids, you get to know them. And we have drivers that have actually been driving 33 years now. Um, and you have to love this to do that so long because you're getting up at 345, 4 o'clock in the morning. Uh, every morning for 33 years, you have to love what you're doing. So you guys have, I mean, you're always looking for more bus drivers. I know we can mm -hmm. never have enough, um, but you've got something coming up on January 28th. We're talking about test driving a bus. What's going on here? Yes. So <clears throat> um, working with our awesome HR department um, and our representative in the department, we were talking about having a job fair and what, what could we do uh, to get people uh, excited about wanting to become uh, bus drivers or wanting to come to the job fair? And there are other districts that actually have these uh, job fairs where you can come and literally test drive the bus. You have people that have their CDL already that drive trucks, that drive um, dump trucks, or they are work for the, the, the plant, they're about to retire, and... They've thought about driving a bus, but never just fully said, okay, let me see what this is about. This is an opportunity to get a feel for it. Talk to some of the employees. Um, you can fill out an application right there. We can do most of everything needed uh, for you right there at Westbrook on the 28th uh, to get you started. I think it's going to be fun. It's going to be a great opportunity. I think so, too. So at this fair, I know it's going to be on Saturday, January 28th, 9 a.m. Mm -hmm. to 12 p.m. Mm -hmm. For anyone that comes on board and joins Beaumont ISD as bus driver, you've got a, some cool incentives and, and, and some benefits. Oh, absolutely. The first incentive is there's a $700 sign-on bonus. Then we have an attendance uh, stipend that we have that is $50 a week if you come both segments all week long. On top of that, if you refer someone, there's a $500 um, in, uh, stipend as well. So if you know of someone, you yourself, um, hey, there's some great opportunities to make some good money, uh, come join an awesome team and be part of uh, a growing district that cares about their employees and their students. And so for anyone that's interested, I mean, they can actually start the process today and go online, bmtisd.com backslash careers, and they can go ahead and submit their information so it's ready when they come on the 28th and test drive a bus. Absolutely. <clears throat> so what's going to happen is we have to do a, a license check. So if you go on the website and you um, register early, then we can get that information before you come on the 28th. Um, if not for those that they'll see it in the mall and they didn't get an opportunity to register, once they get there, we'll have people set up to do some of that background stuff um, before they actually get on the bus. 
And that's cool. In fact, I was at Parkdale just the other day and I saw the sign. It was right yes, there in front yes. of JC Penny. I was like, all right, cool. <laughs> well, you mentioned some of your drivers. I mean, they've been with you for over 30 years and they love it. So who are some of your like standout bus drivers that have been with you for so long? Oh, um, as a matter of fact, the gentleman that you see on the flyer, uh, Mr. Bailey. Uh, Mr. Bailey is wonderful. We have Miss um, Janice Richmond, uh, Miss Tanya Jenkins, uh, Miss Gayla Thibodeau. I mean, we have people that have literally uh, driven almost three generations of students. Um, you know, I, I, they, they've drove their parents. Now they're driving their kids and um, they go to the grocery store. They get treated like teachers do. You know, when the kids see them in the grocery store, it's like, oh, my God, that's my teacher. Or as a matter of fact, Miss Janice was telling us one day that she had gone into the grocery store and one of the managers there at the grocery store was one of the students she drove in elementary school. So oh, wow. it's just a wonderful experience. Well, and it, and it is. I mean, I know a lot of teachers, bus drivers, anybody that when they see a student that's all grown up and they remember them, yes. you know, and, and of course, with the bus drivers, sometimes that's the first and last smile, you know, in, in a day that they're seeing. Um, so tell me some of these these bus drivers, like like how many how many do you have? How many do you need? Like, what is the goal? Because it's not just to and from school. It's all these extracurricular activities, yeah. <clears throat> competitions out of town. There's a lot. It's not just school time. Absolutely. Um, so right now we're currently operating with 67 bus drivers, um, but we need to have at least 85 okay. uh, to be able to comfortably on a daily basis transport the students. So we with all of the programs that we have after practice, um, the middays, um, any of the, the extracurricular activities that go on in the district, um, we transport right at about 5,500 students a day. Wow. And so right now, being shorthanded, we have drivers that um, they'll drive their segment in the morning, then uh, they'll drive a field trip, and then they'll drive in the afternoon. And then they'll drive an after practice or uh, a sporting event. So there's a lot of opportunity to to earn money. But what we don't want to do is to burn people out. That's why we're re you know we're reaching out to the community to say, hey, come join our team. Um, we have some great things going on in transportation. There's some great things going on in our district, and. Um, you know, don't buy into some of the negative things you may hear. Come and join the team. Talk to the team. Talk to us. And so we can give you what's true about BISD and our transportation department in particular. I think sometimes, too, it's like they, they come to the job fair. They may be able to talk to your team members. But even talking to some of these folks that have been driving for over 30 years, I mean, the passion is there, you yes. know, for over 30 years just hearing that. And like you said, I mean, somebody that's been working, maybe driving a truck or something, but maybe leaning on retirement or whatever, mm -hmm. this is perfect hours. And the more drivers you have, like you said, no burnout. And plus everybody can stay on schedule, stay on time and having that attendance incentive. Of course, that's really good too. Absolutely. Uh, another <clears throat> segment of the community that this is a great opportunity for are uh, young people in college. You know, uh, you start your morning driving, you get you get from behind the wheel about 830. You go to your classes. Um, 
then you can come back at two to 530. I mean, it's a great opportunity to earn some money, to have benefits and to start your career while you're in school. As a matter of fact, the previous director here, uh, Dr. Kane Smith, that's exactly how he started. He started driving in college. And now he's the senior director of one of the largest transportation departments in the uh, state of Texas, in Fair. So there are great opportunities for those young people as well. Awesome. All right. Well, we've got about 10 seconds. So to wrap it up, the Transportation Job Fair is coming up Saturday, January 28th, 9 to 12 at Westbrook. And you can test drive a bus. Yes. Come test drive a bus with us. All right. Thank you, uh, Mr. Coleman, for joining us today. Thank you, Debbie, for having me. All right, we'll be right back. We're going to be talking to Miss Hoppy about the FFA program. You're listening to the Roy West Radio Show on News Talk AM 560 KLVI. Welcome back to the Roy West Radio Show on News Talk AM 560 KLVI. I'm Debbie Bridgman, your guest host for today's program, and our next guest not only is is helping raise the next generation she's raising cattle and she's helping these kids to do it please welcome our agricultural teacher stephanie hoppy good morning good morning how are you doing doing great so to kind of kick off tell us a little bit about yourself how long have you been in the district and how long have you been out at the ag farm with the lucky land slots you can get lucky just about anywhere this is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Um, I've actually been in the district. This is my seventh year. Uh, I've been at the Ag Farm for five. I started with the district at uh, Vincent Middle School, kind of got an ag program uh, up and going for them over there. And then, (coughs) excuse me, my second year, they asked me to work at Vincent and at Marshall. So I was split between two campuses and then I came out here and I've been out here ever since. And it's a little hidden gem. A lot of people don't realize that we have an ag farm. Uh, We have an incredible ag farm and that's, that's one of the things I'm most proud of that we've been able to do over the last few years is um, kind of get it up and going and, and being used by students. Because for a long time, it's my understanding, it wasn't. You know, it just kind of, we had this incredible facility sitting here and it, it wasn't really getting used. And now uh, it gets used every single day, you know, probably 16 hours a day. Wow. So tell me, like in the program, how many campuses have agricultural classes and like about how many kids are coming out to the ag farm? Okay, so we have, including the ag farm, which is part of Taylor Career Center. So it's considered, you know, its own campus within a campus. We have programs on five campuses, um, but we have six teachers total in the district. Um, And then total in the program, we have over 700 students. And that starts in seventh grade and goes up to their senior year. Um, But here at the farm this year, I think between my courses and my teaching partner out here, Mr. Harrell, I think we have about 55 kids that are in the Ag Farm program. We just teach juniors and seniors out here. So you have to, once you get to high school, you have to, uh, you know, be in, in our program of study. 
uh, is under CT taking ag courses and you have a plant pathway and then you have an animal pathway. And once you get to your sophomore year, um, then your only choice to be in those pathways is to come see us out here at the ag farm. And we get students from both Beaumont United and Westbrook that get bussed out here to us um, for us to teach them their junior and senior level courses. So their senior and, and a junior and senior years, they're getting the hands-on. They're actually helping raise yeah. cattle. Well, I'm not going to say they're helping raise cattle because the cattle we have here belong to students. They raise them for a project to show at livestock shows, um, but they do help us out here prepare the facility for them. Uh, we do have some, we call them our four-legged students that we have gotten donated here to the ag farm that help us teach these kids. Uh, we have like some miniature horses, a miniature donkey. We have rabbits. We have, um, we're in the process of, we have a brand new awesome chicken coop that um, uh, Eagle Scout built for us, but we still in the process of getting a fence put around it. So we're going to have, you know, chickens out there where kids can go out and, and take care of them and collect eggs and learn about them. Um, eventually, hopefully, we will get our own calf of some sort because we have, for the practicum side of the animal pathway, we have a educational outreach, uh, like petting zoo type thing, where we go to different um, events. It will be at the CCMR fair this year. Last year, we went around to a couple of middle schools to help promote the program. And um, we even did a um, an event over at Amelia for Exxon Mobile, um, where we, we, you know, we set up for the kids to be up. They, they were doing... I think it was some sort of STEM day or project they launched over there and they asked us to come out there. So hopefully we will get, I'm kind of looking for that donation for a miniature Hereford or, you know, a smaller breed of calf that we could raise up to go along with our outreach program. But right now the cattle that are out here belong to the students. So, and, and it is, I know they've had a couple of competitions like the rice festival, but Spring is, is big time, especially with the YMBL fair coming up. Oh, yes, ma'am. Spring is slamming for us. We um, always tell my teachers when we leave for a break, get ready, because when we come back in January, it's full blown up until the end of the school year, really. Um, we will have, we'll be, we'll have students that are going, starting in February, they'll start going to uh, San Antonio Livestock Exposition. And then as soon as we come back from that, we'll be going into the Houston Livestock Show where we have kids showing steers and heifers and dairy goats and rabbits. Um, usually we do some competitions at Houston. This year, I don't think we're going to be able to because they changed their format and made a lot of the competitions off-site. And so <coughs> I don't think we're going to be able to accommodate that this year. Um, and then as soon as we come out of Houston, we go into the YMBL South Texas State Fair and we're there for 10 days. We have kids that are entered in pretty much every um livestock event that they have we'll have livestock judging team out there um and then in the middle of all that we have um our rice belt district uh convention and then we will have our cde contest that at the at the area level at, for texas ffa so yeah there's a lot going on in the spring and then of course we have the c the ccmr fair and then we have our end of the year banquet, and then we have the CTE Choice Award. So it just goes on and on. The, the, the spring is super slamming for us. And in the midst of all of that, your kids have put together the FFA Reading Buddies program. 
Oh, yes, ma'am. I'm so proud of that. Um, we have, you know, in, in FFA, our officers are tasked every year to do what's called a program of study, our, our, our program of activities, I'm sorry. So we, we meet before we ever have a big meeting with, with our students and they kind of plan out the year, these goals that they want to achieve. And it's kind of governed. There's categories they go in that's regulated by FFA. Well, one of the things they wanted to do was have a reading program with, with little kids and they wanted to do it at a school campus, but that was a little bit hard to maneuver with all the different times kids are getting out of school, you know, buses, having the campus open after hours, things like that. So one of our officers, Alejandra, Alejandra Laura, she goes to BU and they just so happened we were over there promoting the homecoming moms and I saw there was a public library literally right on the same road. And I was telling her about it. She's like, oh yeah, Hop, I, I, I know that library. And I'm telling you that girl, she, she took the reins and she started going in there and talking to the lady that runs that public library. The next thing I knew, she had it lined up, ready to go. And we had our first one in November. We couldn't have one in December because the library closes at a certain time for the holidays or something. They stop all programs. And so our next one is January 25th. And, you know, I think that this is one of those things that I'm, I'm very proud of. And I hope it takes off because, you know, Number one, my officers are the ones wanting to do it. I, I had nothing to do with planning any of it. And that says a lot about them. And then to be back in the community and working with the little kids. And then on top of that, we, you know, we have some reading issues in our district. And Dr. Allen tasked us, what was that, last year, the year before, to really push reading in our schools. So I think it covers a lot of bases. It's just getting those kids to come. That, 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 is, that is the challenge at this point. Well, Stephanie, we're out of time, but I do want to tell everybody once again that the Reading Buddies, that is going to be coming up this week, January 25th, and that's at the Theodore Johns Library, correct? Yes, ma'am, over on and, Finette Road. And what time? Um, it starts at, I don't know. <laughs> I think school. Yeah, well, I think it starts at like 6 is what it is. They made it, or 5, I think. They made it to where it's, it's after the parents get off work, hopefully, and can bring them. Awesome. Well, Stephanie, thank you for being a part of the program. Well, thank you for having me. All right. We'll be right back with the Roy West Radio Show on News Talk AM 560 KLVI. Welcome back to the Roy West Radio Show on News Talk AM 560 KLVI. I am Debbie Bridgman. I've served as your guest host today, and we have had such a good show. Uh, big thanks to Roy West. He gives the opportunity to Beaumont ISD so we can showcase our programs and our initiatives. He is a huge supporter of the school district, and we really appreciate all that he does for our staff and our students. Uh, big thanks to Mike Murdoch, our fine arts director, talking about everything going on in the fine arts program. Lori Higgins, a BISD ambassador and a partner in education. Todd Coleman, Director of Transportation. Don't forget about that transportation job fair coming up this weekend on the 28th. And Stephanie Hoppy, she is our ag teacher, learning a little bit about FFA. For all of our listeners, I encourage you to keep supporting the district and our community as we continue to educate students and keep them safe. We're always looking for community support through our Partners in Education program and volunteering, and there's always ways to get involved. You could host a field trip at your business. You could encourage a second grade student to read with our ROAR program. You can provide student incentives. Most importantly, 
be an advocate for Beaumont ISD because if we do well, Beaumont does well. Your positive energy will resonate with your students, with your family, with your community members, with your coworkers. So thank you so much. For all the details on anything discussed today, visit bmtisd.com. This has been the Roy West Radio Show, heard every Sunday at noon on News Talk AM 560 KLVI, also on the iHeartRadio app and at RoyWest.com. Thank you so much for listening. Hope you have a great rest of your day. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.